Hi there, this is Stuart McKee, host of Musicians FAQ Podcast. Please join me weekly where we have music and chat with some of Canada's hottest artists. That was a song called Out of the Shadow by C.J. Cooper. C.J. just happens to be my very special guest this week. My name is Stuart McKee, and this is Musicians FAQ.
My guest this week is an amazing musical artist out of Guelph, Ontario. She also happens to be a friend of mine and an occasional collaborator, co-writer. At just 21 years old, she has already played the Rogers Cup, toured on the Toronto to Vancouver via rail train, and played several shows as part of Canadian Music Week and the award-winning show choir, KW Glee. In 2020 and 2021, CJ was given a Community Hero Award from the mayor and was voted top local musician in Guelph. She released her debut album, Look Ahead, at 18 years of age, and has since released several singles and videos leading up to her next release. She attended Seneca College Independent Songwriting and Performance Program, and May 2022 will see her releasing her highly anticipated sophomore album, and that's what we're going to talk about today. She's been a guest on Musicians FAQ before. Please welcome my guest this week, CJ Cooper. So joining me on Musicians FAQ this week, it's CJ Cooper. CJ, welcome to the show. Hi, Stuart. Thanks for having me. Oh, my pleasure. And uh, CJ and I, of course, uh, we've known each other for a bit. We've worked together on some collaborations. She sang some songs on my album. We've actually written a couple songs together. So I'm very excited to have her on the show. You actually were a guest on Musicians FAQ back when Steve Todd was doing the show. Um, So for the benefit of maybe people who didn't hear that episode, we'll just kind of start with the basics, you know, where you're born, where you grew up. Just give you give us kind of a quick overview, your kind of condensed bio uh, and then we'll jump into what we really want to talk about is your new album that's coming out shortly. Yeah, sounds good. Um, well, I was born and raised in Guelph, Ontario, and a uh, very musical scene growing up there. Did a lot of festivals when I was younger, did a lot of music stuff in school. And then I went to Seneca College in Toronto for the Independent Songwriting and Performance Program. And I made my way back to Guelph. So I'm, I'm still here now and uh, doing lots of shows and trying to get myself back out there. Nice. And did you do, I didn't see you do a lot of uh, virtual stuff. Were you doing any virtual shows uh, during the pandemic? Yeah, I actually did over 30 live streams in a local Facebook group called Wealth This and That. And so March through June of 2020, I was just, that was basically my job. (laughs) My other job was not happening. So that was uh, what I was doing most of the time. Awesome. Good for you. Well, it'd be nice to actually be able to play live in public because apparently the pandemic's over now, so we can all celebrate. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Anyways, I don't know if it's that simple, but we're excited to have live music back because it's taken a beating for sure. Um, And in that time off, you've had uh, a chance to put your new album together. So why don't you tell me about that, what the name of the album is and and how it all evolved. And uh, let's talk about that. Yeah, the new album is called Are We There Yet? And it, it wasn't even really a conscious decision to create an album. I had songs that I had written, you know, in college and just around that time. And it wasn't until I started singing in that Facebook group doing all the live streams where the process kind of started for me. I ended up writing a song called Out of the Shadow and I made a video with a compilation of kind of <laughs> at home pandemic videos that I had people send me and it it turned into this really cool project, um, getting to collaborate with the community. And then from there, I was like, oh, well, I really like that song and I'm writing a lot more now and I've got these other songs that I like. So it kind of was a slow thought bubble of me, you know, kind of putting it all together. So some of these songs started, you know, I wrote them back in like 2018, 2019. So it wasn't a decision at that time to ever put them in an album but they just kind of happened that way and then it's just been a, a slow process over the last couple of years of putting everything together it's nice um and are they all 
are the all co-writes and collaborations or some of them self-penned um, just you by yourself or? I'd say it's like a pretty equal mix. I had never really done much collaboration before I was in college. I would actually say probably none. Um, and I've got one, two, three, four, I'd say four or five of the songs on the album. There's, there's 10 songs total are co-writes or co-write and a duet where they're actually singing on the track or playing on the track. So it was definitely a, a really cool process this time to be able to include other people on the album. Nice, nice. And who produced the album with you? I actually used two producers, um, Matt Coble from Kitchener. He was my kind of main producer throughout the project and I knew him from uh, previous stuff that I've done. And then I used my friend Jordan White for a couple songs as well that kind of had a different style that I wanted to use. Nice, nice. Yeah, I, I haven't heard of Jordan. I'll have to check him out. Matt, I've heard about. He's popping up all over the place on uh, collaborating and co-producing. Uh, Nick Boardman was one of the guys that I interviewed a while back, and he worked with him. And I know I was just out uh, watching uh, Katie Topham last week and uh, met uh, Angelica Appleton, and he had collaborated with her as well. And I see his name popping up a lot. So uh, nice sounds like. <laughs> yeah yeah so why don't why don't we go through these songs kind of starting and how many songs are on the album now there's 10 10 songs perfect it's just like the old school albums of my day where you five songs on each side and flip you have to yep. flip the record in between um i'm dating myself of course like your dad could probably relate to it but um so why don't we start at the beginning now are they in chronological order or are they just are they assembled better and how you thought the music would flow together um i hadn't I actually went through the order several times trying to figure it out. I really thought that I had, you know, what I, what I wanted as the order. And then when they were all done and I showed my family, we ended up making a lot of changes. So it's interesting how that kind of happens. We're like, mm, that one just doesn't really fit there or, you know, so I wouldn't say there's necessarily like a story that you have to go in order of. It, it is more of a breaking down of the different genres and vibes that it kind of are on the album. Um, but that being said, artists put a lot of time into that. So listen to it in order, please. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, it's funny. We really do, don't we? And then, and, you know, I you can, <laughs> yeah, and you can, you can tell, I think sometimes with, with records that, you know, maybe somebody didn't put as much thought into, but I think, I think it's a real important thing. Um, so maybe starting with, with the first song and, you know, tell us the title of the song, um, whether it was written on it on your own or whether it was a co-write who was on involved with the song and maybe the story behind the song and, yeah, for sure. Uh, so the album starts with Out of the Shadow, which I thought was fitting because it was really the jumping off point for the album. And like I said earlier, it was, I, I wrote the song by myself. It was, I think I wrote it in March or April of 2020. So, you know, a lot of, a lot of feelings around that time, a lot of, you know, stress and, and trying to figure out, you know, what the world and what your own world looks like. So, um, that one was really a message of hope to kind of start with, uh, that we were all kind of going through this new, you know, the pandemic together. Yeah. So that one was uh, was a good place to start, I thought. Nice. And are you playing guitar and piano on this record all the way through? or? So I actually, <laughs> this sounds really I, it sounds weird now. I actually don't play any instruments on the album, which I do play guitar and piano. So it sounds yeah. a little bit dumb. Um, but because of kind of doing everything virtually, like I, I ended up making a little home studio um, kind of at the end of 2020. And 
I recorded all of my vocals and everything there and then would just send them over to my producer. It was just easier for him to do all of the like the instrumentation for it because he had a yeah. better setup and he is just a very talented musician. So it was just a simpler process to just send the vocals through that way. Yes, indeed. No, there's nothing wrong with that. I've got I've got a couple of songs on my album that worked out that way too because we were just wrapping it up as we were getting into the pandemic and you know, as you know, Fred Smith and I was like, Fred, just, you know what, lay down the tracks yourself, man, because I'm not going to make it over there and we're not going to yeah. get this done in time. But then it, I think it also frees you up a bit because it really allows you. I mean, you're a singer uh, from the start. I'm really not. Um, and I'm working on that and getting more comfortable with it. But I think when when you're not burdened by all those trackings and overdubs and playing the instruments, it frees you up, um, you know, to to sing a different way or to maybe concentrate more on your vocals i mean sometimes it might have an adverse effect i know if you've played some of the songs live you get used to having a guitar maybe in your hand or something like that um but at the end of the day i mean when you go to record you're you're not going to have the guitar in your hand anyways generally but uh, um so yeah it must have been it must have now have you found have you been focusing on on your voice and, and i mean i've kind of noticed and I don't know if this is just because I'm just continually discovering you, but um, as we've done collaborations and I've heard you on other people's collaborations, I mean, there's a lot of diversity and a lot of range and a lot of different styles. And same when I've heard you do your weekly cover songs and things like that. Um, it always kind of blows my mind. When I'm like, Oh, wow. I didn't, you know, I never like big band torch songs or something like that. I'm like, wow, her voice is great for that or blues or soul. Um you know, and I know knowing you that, you know, you're originally influenced by Taylor Swift and started out in kind of that country and then kind of went pop. And but have the vocals been something that you're consciously kind of focusing on developing or is it just happening through? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I ended up uh, I used to take, you know, singing lessons on and off throughout my whole childhood, through high school, all of that. And then kind of just when I was at school, that was my singing lessons. Um, but I ended up starting again last year because uh, I just felt like I was kind of at a standstill. And with the album, I wanted to grow my voice and get stronger and really take it seriously because I was dedicating all that time to it. And it made me realize that I, I don't know what box I fit into. And that's always been a, a big struggle for me. And it's not necessarily that you have to put yourself in one because I don't yeah. fully believe in that. But it was definitely, you know, like you said, I, I like to sing a lot of different genres. I'm comfortable singing a lot and I try to push myself in learning all of those, especially during all the live streams I was doing. I was taking requests from, you know, from six-year-olds, from 65-year-olds. <laughs> I, was, I was doing a lot of different stuff, right? Um, so it's definitely been tricky for me to kind of identify what my one strong point is or kind of what type of, of musician I want to be for myself. But uh, yeah, definitely. As a singer first, I, I've been trying to push myself more. And only recently, I kind of had a little breakthrough with my uh, vocal coach, who's Amanda Kind, who's actually the director of KW Glee. Um, oh, yes. And she's she's amazing. And we started kind of listing off artists that, you know, I've people have compared me to or people whose style I really like and who I kind of want to emulate. So it was a really helpful thing for me to kind of nail down, like, at least a small bubble of who I'm trying to be and not that you want to copy other people, but it's nice to kind of have an idea of yeah. the direction you're going in. So yeah, it's definitely been a conscious thing of me trying to yeah. <laughs> find my path. 
that's great. Well, and Amanda's another, uh, Amanda Kine's another voice today. Uh, our name I hear all over the place and I really have to have her on the show. Um, and, and it's funny because, but I mean, everybody's like, I don't think anybody's ever born fully unique or original. Um, I think everybody starts off kind of, um, emulating other people and then through that your own style develops and whether it's consciously or unconsciously i mean even you know way back where the rolling stones are copying chuck berry lick for lick and then you know now everybody and then years later everybody's copying the rolling stones and then down the line everybody kind of develops their original sound and their style um i mean i recognize whatever song and style you're singing i recognize cj cooper um which is good you have a very identifiable voice um maybe not always at first too, which is, which is fantastic too, because you can kind of surprise people. And uh, as I said, going, wow, I never would have thought of her doing those songs, especially, you know, those old classic songs and you're somebody so young. So, um, but getting back to the album, sorry, that little digression there. Um, so out of the shadow, first song, anything else you want to tell us about that song? No, I think that about covers it. Yeah. That was definitely just like, that was the catapult into yeah. everything else. And it really is a great name, uh, a title to lead off that album. And especially, like you said, everything we've gone through, because I mean, God, I hope we really are coming out of the shadows finally. Um, So it's an aptly titled song. Let's go by Still I try 
That was Red Flags by C.J. Cooper from her brand new album. All right. So next song up on the album is what? It is Soulmate. Um, this is one that I wrote in college by myself. I was in a relationship at the time. I'm not with that person anymore. So it was a song that, you know, I was really proud of at the time. And when we broke up, it was a really big thing in myself of, you know, do I want to put this on the album? Do I want to bury it and never look at it again? It's yeah. tough, especially when you're feeling all those emotions where, sure. you know, you're in love with that person, you want to be with them. And then all of a sudden that's not the reality. So I think I've, I know I've done a lot of growing up in the last couple of years, we've all kind of been forced to, and especially in, you know, a teenager, young adult age group, it's, it's been a lot of, you know, growing and learning. And I just decided that, you know, I'm proud of the song. It doesn't necessarily mean the same thing to me anymore, but it's also, you know, a lesson that I learned. It's a feeling that I had. So I think that no matter what, you can't change what you've been through. So I shouldn't be ashamed of that or, you know, feel like I can't still reminisce on the fact that that happened. So it was a song that I, I felt good about. So I ended up uh, keeping it on the album. Great. That's awesome. Do you find with songs like that? Because I mean, really, I think that's more about when you talked earlier about, you know, trying to define or figure out who you are as an artist. I think when you're honest like that and you and you release songs like that and you write songs like that um, and you share them with people, that's when you're really becoming a true artist. And do you find that those songs will suddenly suddenly resonate with somebody if you had that happen where somebody goes you know i'm really glad i heard that song because i had a similar story and and maybe their story is completely different than yours maybe it just meant something different to them um oh yeah a hundred percent um this like this song specifically wasn't ever released as a single so this is going to be everyone's right. first time hearing it but i've definitely had especially with out of the shadow because it was written expressly for you know, everybody, because we were all kind of going through most of those feelings. And I had a lot of people reach out saying that, you know, the song put a smile on their face or, you know, watching the video was really helpful. And that's always the goal. Like you write songs for yourself, you release them for yourself, you know, the, the cliche, which is true because, you know, that's, that's my process of me getting my feelings out, yeah. but you always hope that there's going to be someone out there that resonates with it or that, you know, Oh, that really helped me because I thought I was feeling alone in that. So that's always the goal to have, you know, somebody else care about that message just as much yeah. as you do, regardless of, you know, how, you know, if they have a different way of kind of, uh, <laughs> what's the word, <laughs> you know, relating to it. Relating yeah, to it. for sure. No, that's awesome. I mean, and that must be a great feeling. That must be a rewarding feeling when you touch somebody like that. Um, mm-hmm. I know it's, um, Sarah McLaughlin, I was on an interview with her and she talked about the song Angel and how many people have come up to her and, um, you know, and told them, you know, thank you for writing that song and, you know, how it helped them through a dark time and, and things like that. Um, all right. So number three. So we got Out of the Shadow, Soulmate. And next song up is. Next song up is Red Flags. Ah, no, this song I know. <laughs> and this song I love. Yeah, this one. um, this is definitely one of my most recognizable songs for people that have heard of any of my stuff. Um, this one was actually the first single off the album before I was planning on doing an album because it was a, a song I wrote right before I went into college. Um, and it was kind of just 
just based on like past relationships. It wasn't about anyone in particular, but it was just kind of one of those punchy, like I'm an angsty 18 year old. I'm going to write a breakup (laughs) song. (laughs) And uh, it, it, yeah, I I had kind of put it aside. And then when I was in college, we had a project where, you know, you had to pick one song that you wrote and then we got to go into the studio and you got to direct the session and pick your, you know, your band members and all that. So um, my one friend, Jack Laidlaw, who I was in college with, he plays electric guitar on the track and he's still, I always hire him whenever I do a show and I have, I want that electric guitar. Um, So that one I had released right after uh, in the summer of 2019. And then it's just been like my song ever since then. (laughs) So it's it's one on the album. That's awesome. And sorry, you said that that one was a co-write or it wasn't a co-write? That one I wrote by myself, but I had him be the lead electric right. guitar so yeah, there's, so there's some smoking wrote. guitar on that i love that oh, yeah. yeah that one and that was one of those songs that was maybe the first one where you know because i had your first album as we were talking before the show and we met um a while back to to do a record exchange um and i've got a couple copies of your cd back here still um and my wife and i love listening to it but when I heard Red Flag, we were both like, damn, <laughs> she can rock. Like that was a departure from, Very you know, the, from that first record. And I was like, wow. Um, yeah. And, you know, and, and I would have thought it had been a newer song, um, but it was written a, a couple of years back. So, yeah. And then the guitar work on that is just fantastic. So. Yeah. Uh, Jack did a great job. And it's, it's funny you say that because when I think about the timeline now, my first album was written really in the span of like one or two years like probably like 16 to 18 the album was released in august of 2018 and i wrote red flags in august of 2018 Uh, so it's so interesting that they were actually back to back yeah really but it was so different from anything else i had written yeah Um, and looking back now you're (laughs) like the sound has changed a lot um definitely a lot uh lot more diverse and grown up in the sound that i'm going for now yeah no i love it that, that's uh that's i'm probably gonna right after this show just gonna go crank it up and drive around <laughs> drive around the neighborhood with the windows down because yeah. it's that kind of day today um yeah. uh, that's this awesome one, yeah this one actually is getting um a video as well to be announced Sweet. soon and uh i have a radio edit for it as well that's going to come out in april as like Beautiful. a just a precursor to the album, just to refresh everyone's memory. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, that that definitely should be a big, big hit internationally. I mean, and I think the only thing stopping it, like anybody who's an indie artist, is just having the big machine behind you and, and all the money of a, of a big record company. But I mean, that would hold its own on any market against any song, uh, for sure. All right, so what's, uh, what's the next song up in the album then? The next one is called Late Night Thoughts which was um, produced by Jordan White. Uh, And it was more, uh, again, a lot of these songs were songs I had to write in college, either for a project or they were just co-writes. This one I wrote by myself, but it was actually a poem project. So I had to write, I just had to write a poem. And then I ended up turning it into an acapella track. So it's very wow. Billie Eilish inspired. I was probably in the studio with Jordan for like three to four hours, just layering harmonies. There's no, there's no instruments. It's just my voice. And it's, it's not a very long song, but it was definitely one of the most challenging because we were starting basically from scratch and yep. just you know, adding 
all these different layers, but it was, it was a cool experience to, to try. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's awesome. I'm looking forward to that. Um, all right. And then sort of the midpoint of the record uh, song number five. We end with Besties for Life, which is a single that's already out as yep. well with the video. Um, this one was a co-write with my good friend, Abby Hall. And I had actually started writing the song by myself in college. I probably got about half of the way through. And I had gone through something with another friend at the time where I was frustrated. I wrote the song. I got out the feelings I wanted. It was halfway done. And I was like, okay, I feel better. I'll put it aside. Like, I didn't, I didn't feel the need to finish it because I, I wasn't upset anymore once I got that much out. And okay, then gotcha. um, I ended up meeting Abby kind of at the tail end of college. And we were paired up for a series of music festivals. Um, and it was really neat. And we wanted to co-write a song as our finale for our set. And we weren't really able to find an idea so I kind of pulled this song out and she's like oh I actually went through something really similar and she wrote the second verse and then we ended up finishing the song and it was perfect like she was the missing uh, puzzle yeah. piece for the song and then um it just it turned out to be so fun and uh yeah we ended up making a video for it we performed it live a few times and uh I thought it was a nice way to kind of end the first half of the album yeah yeah oh it's a great song I love that song and I've seen the video and I've heard the song many times and I heard a bit of the story behind it so that that's kind of cool um yeah it, it's almost serendipitous I mean it, it's interesting how you keep these kind of like spare parts around and then all of a sudden um, you know, I was talking to Matt Whitinger a couple of weeks ago and he said, that's where he's, you know, really struggling, doesn't throw anything out. And he's got reams of lyrics and stacks of songs. And I'm, I'm like, I'm the same way. I mean, and I would almost need a full-time person just to go back through and see if any of that stuff is salvageable. But, uh, yeah. but that, that was fortuitous then with, with, with meeting Abby. Um, and is she somebody you're still friends with or still write with or collaborated with? Or? Yeah, we're very close. Um, we haven't written any other songs together as of yet, but I was in one of her music videos right before COVID. Um, she's actually um, going to play at my show, which I'm sure we can talk about later. Um, and yeah, she's definitely still a really great friend of mine. She's very talented. She's someone that's doing fairly similar stuff to me, which is nice because we're, we are on the same level and we understand kind of what this industry is like and what we're both trying to accomplish. And she it's never felt like a competition and a lot of the time in the industry especially with like young women it yeah. can feel you know not that you want to feel that way but it's it's hard when you when you see other people doing what you're doing and yeah. it's it's never been anything but love between us which is great that's awesome yeah and i and i think we all know that feeling at some time but at the end of the day i mean really i think the only real competition you have is yourself um and i think if people focused on that and supporting everybody else and and most people do like i do find at least on the surface and that's where you just don't know i mean it's, you know oh hi how are you great to see you let's do lunch i mean i don't think it's that superficial but i mean on the surface um certainly in southern ontario i mean in your hometown and my hometown there really is a community um supporting music and and the arts and uh and things like that and you know i think people may look at somebody else and go damn they're a lot more talented than i am but it's not in kind of an envious way it's more of a man we got a lot of talent in this area <laughs> it's, and then then it becomes daunting because you think okay this is just one town and then you multiply that by how many towns and how many cities and going okay now i understand the competition out there and then you go on tiktok and you know i'm just like oh i can't think that far ahead so that's why i say you know what i just got to turn inwards and say what can i do to just be better myself i can't compete against everybody else so uh. yeah it turns into uh, 
a motivation thing. Oh, they're really good. So how can I be just yeah. as good? You know, how yeah. can I get to that level? So it's definitely, uh, yeah. I hate the way we drive around singing all night long. Match our clothes and sing our favorite songs. I hate the way we just hang out with your fam, and there's no doubt that I hate it most of all that you you let me down. Hate it that you promised me it was us against the world. From prom dresses to concerts, still I just guess you weren't the girl. Shit on my birthday A half-hearted attempt at saving what can't be saved Drift apart Open heart At least we had that time Now I ask of you to try to
That was Besties for Life, another song from C.J. Cooper's brand new album. And I, and I think that's the beauty of the indie world. I think everybody's got their place. I'm discovering new artists and new music every day. And I'm just like, and that used to be an excitement for me is discovering somebody that somebody else hadn't heard. Um, so, I mean, there's lots of that out there too, but uh, all right. So moving on. So starting, I guess, as we were talking old school records for me, like, so now we flip the vinyl over and set and uh, side one song one is what? Oh, sorry. I mean, that would be side two song one actually, or uh, song number six on the album. Whatever is easiest for people to follow. Uh, it's called That Ain't Love. And this one was a co-write as well with um, my friend Jade uh, Williams from school uh, in college. And this was a song that we, uh, it wasn't for a project. We just decided to get together and, and write it. And it was for a friend of ours that was going through a tough time. Um, she was just in a bad relationship. The guy was not treating her well. And we wanted to let her know that you know, she had a team of, of people that did love her and care about her the way that she deserved. And it's, I think it's a really powerful song. I, it kind of was one of those, not underrated, but, you know, it wasn't at the forefront of my mind while I was putting the album together. It was a song that I really loved, but, you know, I, out of the shadow and red flags can kind of get in the way of, of some yeah, of the other yeah. things. <clears throat> And when I was recording it, it was it was a really tough one to record actually because it wasn't until I was you know sitting in my little studio alone and just recording the vocals that I was really understanding, you know how how powerful it was and you know how hard that situation was for my friend for myself to like watch that happen and have to be a support system. So I think um, well you know obviously you don't want people to relate to the sad stuff, <laughs> but I I hope that it can help some people out there to know that you're not ever stuck in bad situations. Um, there's always people out there that can give you a hand. And I ended up having a few other girls sing on the final chorus to kind of blend it and give it a bit more lift, which was something I did on my first album with a song called Love You Like Me, where I wanted, you know, a few extra people kind of behind it. Um, so I thought that was really powerful to have some other women singing at the end of the song. Great. That's awesome. Um, all right. And uh, song number seven, I guess we are at, or B-side song two. <laughs> um, this one's called Blue Moon. This is the other song that was done uh, with Jordan. And this this one is very, I'm, I'll be straight up. It's weird. It's kind of weird. <laughs> <laughs> I like it already. It's very different for me. I think it's the one song in the album that, I mean, maybe doesn't really fit but it's also me kind of experimenting and seeing, you know, what people like and what people want to hear from me and, and also being able to rule out stuff that maybe I'm not really going to go into, but right. this was another poem project that I had to do. We wrote a lot of poems <laughs> and it's actually a love song from someone to the moon. So they're in love with the moon and they can never be with the moon, but they're content with just, seeing her every night and it was just kind of a sweet little thing and uh similar kind of with the Billie Eilish vibe a little more like kind of techno like it's definitely it's more of like a chill vibey song so something different that I hope uh people might think is interesting <laughs> yeah, that's neat it's it's always good to have a song like that on, on an album um, yeah. all right cool what's next up uh the next one is called this train and this was a co-write with my friend Genevieve Andre in college. Uh, <laughs> when on my first day of school, 
we got a project sounds so cliche for college, but it was, what did you do this summer? (laughs) And the summer before I went to school, I had actually performed on the via rail train from Toronto to Vancouver. Yes. Um, So I I wrote about that. I was like, well, I was on a train for (laughs) for a little (laughs) while there. And uh, I don't remember what Jen did that summer, but she decided that it wasn't as cool as what I did. So you had to pick one of them and then write a song. So we ended up writing this train um, and it's, it's super fun. I think this one is probably the most similar to my first album. It's like, I wanted to have a few songs that were still very, you know, true to where I started the very acoustic, you know, just very simple. Yeah. Um, style so she originally she was going to sing on this one um she lives in Sault Ste. Marie so we couldn't meet up to record it together um and she had some tech technical issues so she's just a co-writer but um this one's very fun it's a very windows down in the car in the summer so I'm excited for people to hear it just as we're kind of getting into that and there'll be a video for this one as well Oh, cool. That's great. I am a sucker for train songs. Um, and, and, it, and it goes way back because, I mean, <clears throat> a lot of the origins of country and rock and, and blues and stuff with the rockabilly um, always had that kind of, the guitar always had that kind of chugging train sound. Before they had, you know, a lot of these bands were just a guitar player and a bass player. So they had to give it a real percussive sound to kind of, and a lot of times you had that train sound. And I'm always trying to write the train song. I, David Madras and I wrote a, wrote a train song way, way back. Um, so I'm always there trying to refine it. So I can't wait to hear this one. Um, and I knew that story, um, about you going across the country in the train, which is fantastic, but even going back to like, there's a famous, um, train back in 1969 festival express, which took a bunch of musicians across the country for concerts. Um, and there's an old Woody Guthrie song called this train, which is an old spiritual, um, and I think it actually might even be a bit of a protest song because he was famous for that. So, so I can't wait to hear this one and can't wait to see the video. That's awesome. All right. So after the train song, what have we got? Oh, there's only two more. Um, the next one is called Saint. Um, and this was a co-write and a duet with, um, my friend Hawkeye in school. And that's the real name, Hawkeye. <laughs> um, this one, um, is also very different it's got more of a punk vibe because that's what Hawkeye does and it was really it's one of those things where if you if you heard the two of us separately you would never think we would go well together (laughs) with our voices Um, especially at that time where I wasn't really pushing myself to be you know as edgy as I'm kind of pushing myself to be now Um, but this song turned out to be honestly probably one of my favorites on the album Um, it was just a really interesting process. They like to write very kind of poetic lyrics, um, lots of metaphors and stuff. So the song itself is actually a metaphor for depression, but it's not quite as sad as that. Um, it's uh, It was just a really different process of writing it. And I think it'll kind of catch people off guard in a good way when they hear it. It comes in with like a really strong electric part and the vocals are like really intense but i think it's it was definitely a fun out of my comfort zone song to try out good for you yeah, i'm excited to hear that mm-hmm. all right and then does that bring us to the last song or we uh that so the closer all right what's the what's the final song in this album uh the final song is never alone which was my most recent single that i came right. out last March. Yeah. um and i i wanted to finish with this one 
because it's it's also very similar to my first album, a very simple pared down acoustic, um, you know, stay true to, to where I started, my roots, all that. Um, and it was a song that I wrote shortly after Out of the Shadow. So still very much in that feeling of, you know, you're not seeing any of your friends and family, you're frustrated. I, I obviously, as we all did, had a lot of stuff that was getting canceled, a lot of a lot of tears for sure. So I had to just keep writing these kind of songs so I didn't go crazy because <laughs> it really did feel like I was alone and it was it was a really tough time. So kind of writing, you know, hopeful songs kind of tricked, I tricked myself into feeling hopeful. So I wanted to end on that note, especially now that, you know, we're coming, like it, it truly does feel like we're coming out on the other side now um, after so much time. So I wanted to end it with that feeling of like, guys, we did it. We're here. <laughs> yeah, that's beautiful. That's beautiful. Yeah, I remember when you released that song and it really is, it, it was just what we needed at the time. So that, mm -hmm. that's that's a perfect note to, to end on. That's awesome. Well, it sounds like, I mean, as we were talking about, you know, order of the songs and things like that, it sounds like you really did get it right. Uh, I can't wait to hear this. So um, I can't wait to hear well, the couple of songs that I already know, but I'm really looking forward to hearing the, the new songs on this record. Be 
I've got people that love me, I swear, I swear You can't break me down the way you do That was C.J. Cooper with That Ain't Love, another great song from the upcoming new album. Uh, You have an album release party coming up May 14th, I believe. Is that right? Yeah, Saturday, May 14th, which I bought a couple of tickets for, but I've already had a previous commitment um, to see David Boyd James and and Aaron Allen, and that show already got canceled once, and it's out of town, and it's at the Red Barn Brewing (laughs) Company. My wife will kill me if we don't go to that, so... um, So we're going to actually, uh, you and I are talking, we're going to do a giveaway and we'll promote that after the show um, so that some lucky person can win these two tickets. Um, But tell me about that show. Is it going to be um, solo acoustic? Are you going to have a band or it's going to be a mix or how's that going to run? Yeah, it's actually going to be a pretty diverse show, different than anything I've done before. The album was actually originally supposed to come out last fall. And because of the restrictions, I just, I knew I wanted to do it right. I wanted to have a real, you know, live, live show. So I do have a few guests. I've got um, Jack, Abby and Hawkeye who are all on the album already. They're going to be coming out and it's going to be a bit of a mix. Um, so I'll definitely be doing some acoustic stuff. Uh, might even bring my loop pedal. We'll see. <laughs> um, and then they're going to kind of make their own cameos and we'll do some songs. Um, yeah, it's just going to be a really fun night um it's at sarmazian flooring in waterloo which is a very random kind of venue but i actually work at their guelph location Uh, i was trying to figure out the connection there yeah so yeah i actually work at the guelph store um and they've been very uh kind in letting me host at the waterloo store which is brand new it's very nice they've got a great space for entertaining actually at the front there beautiful yeah have some have some food and drinks and fun and it's a really great night I'm devastated. We're going to miss that. And and I won't be able to meet Hawkeye. I've never met anybody named Hawkeye. I mean, there was Hawkeye Pierce on the show MASH, that I, you know, but I never met a real life Hawkeye. So oh, yeah. um, <laughs> and I think there's a superhero, isn't there? One of the uh, X-Men or something. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Anyways. Um, so, well, that sounds exciting. That sounds fun. Now, are you going to be doing more shows like that? Or like, will this just be kind of a one-off album release? Or is it, I guess it's too early to maybe tell yet. Yeah, for now, it's more of a one-off. Um, we are all kind of scattered a little bit, too. So yeah, we're trying to our, our schedule to, you know, get together and practice and all that. So for now, it's just going to be kind of one night, put it all out there, do a really cool thing. Um, it's also just a lot of work for anyone that hasn't ever yeah. put together a full show. I used to do um, shows at a place called the Red Papaya in Guelph. Yeah. I was in high school yeah. I, fully put on like a three hour show when I was like 16 and when I was like 18 it's so much work and this is like 
10 times that at least. So um, I'm very excited, but uh, it's it's definitely a lot more than people probably expect. Like there's, you know, figuring out food and drinks and all that stuff and guest lists and, and PR and all that stuff. But it's a very fun process. It's exciting that I'm actually here and I'm getting to plan it now because it felt, you know, like I was on a hiatus for so long, just kind of waiting for things to open up. So yeah. I'm very excited. Tickets are selling. Um, so it's nice to have that to look forward to. Um, yeah, so I was, yeah, was going to, I was going to ask you if there's tickets still available and where can people yeah. get tickets for the show? Um, yeah, tickets are still available. Um, my Instagram, I have a link in my bio, my Instagram CJ Cooper official, and you can purchase tickets on there. Uh, you could probably just look it up on Eventbrite. That's where they're selling. Um, yeah, my Facebook as well, CJ Cooper music. So I've, I've put it out <laughs> as many places as I can. Perfect. Um, yeah, it should be uh, should be pretty good. We're about a quarter sold right now. Okay, well, that's great because I know the tickets just went on sale, so that's exciting. Uh, and we have lots of lead time, so I'm hoping it'll be a sold out show um, with you know new fans as well as old fans, and um, we continue to see things grow. So, um, will there be a plan to do more shows throughout the summer, or are you going to just be playing kind of solo acoustic, or will you actually be trying to put a band together? Do you have some local musicians that you can build a band with? Uh, typically I do solo shows. I haven't ever really put together a band for show other than I've had, uh, my sister used to do drums for a couple shows for me, actually. Um, She was younger, but no, no plans for a band right now. Um, I'm also in school on top of working, so I'm finishing school next month. So I haven't fully kind of dove into booking summer shows right now. Uh, I recently was playing a wedding, so I do a lot of private stuff, but I'm hoping to start booking some more festivals this summer. I have one booked for Father's Day weekend that's not quite official yet, but um, look out for that announcement. Um, nice, but yeah, nice. hopefully, hopefully some acoustic shows to really get up there and promote the album and also just see everyone's face. It's just yeah. been so long. <laughs> Yeah, I, you know, we've got a good sized backyard. It's a little bit tiered, but we thought about, right, you know, I could put a stage up in the back. We call it the back 40. It's not really that big, but um, we've been talking about doing some backyard shows. So if, if that happens, I'll definitely be giving you a call. Um, that would be awesome. All right. Well, um, CJ, it's such a pleasure to see you. Uh, we have kept in touch, and but it's been a while, I think, since we've kind of been face-to-face over Zoom or seen each other in person. Um, and I know you've been busy with the album and I've been busy with projects and I didn't want to slow down the process, but it's funny because I remember talking about this a while ago and it seemed so far in the future. And I'm like, Oh my God, now the future is here. It's, it's really amazing. So that's, I'm, I'm excited for you. Not probably nearly, nearly as excited as you and your family are, but this, this is exciting. So um, it's fantastic. Thanks for, for joining me on musicians FAQ this week. Thank you so much for having me. It's been a pleasure. All right. Be sure you get your tickets for CJ Cooper's album release party, May 14th in Waterloo. Check her Instagram bio for the link and for the information on that. Also stay tuned to her Instagram page and her Facebook page for an opportunity to win tickets for a contest that we're going to be doing over the next couple of weeks. We're going to leave you with one more song from CJ Cooper's soon to be released brand new album. Are we there yet? This song is called this train. Thanks, as always, for tuning in to Musicians FAQ. We're here every Monday morning at 10 a.m. on CKMS 102.7 Radio Waterloo. As well, we are on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Have a great week.
Rise from bed, oh, looking out the window, longing for what used to be. And we wonder, wonder, wonder when we can live again. And we wonder, wonder, wonder why we even try. Because we feel right now. Thank you for listening to Musicians FAQ Podcast with your host, Stuart McKee. We're here every week with great Canadian musical artists.